everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Madison Ford. Today we have a wonderful interview for y'all with Betty. Betty talks to us about using the Potter books as an escape, the significance of All Was Well, and how the books saved her life. Please note that this episode might be triggering for some folks who have struggled with self-harm or suicidal thoughts, so please take care of yourself and don't listen if that's what's best for you. All right, y'all, let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil. Today on the show, we have Betty. Betty, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, To get us started, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, my name is Betty Alvarez. I'm from Dominican Republic, all the way in the Caribbean. I enjoy reading. I have uh, taken a liking to audiobooks uh, so I can juggle two children and also keep enjoying uh, the things that I like to listen and uh, enjoying other books. And I also love spending time with my family. I'm a really uh, lay down person. I'm, I think that my party days are over already. <laughs> <laughs> so what Potter related information would you like to share about yourself? Well, I'm a Ravenclaw. At the beginning, uh, all tests said that I was a Hufflepuff and I really felt truly identified with my house. And then this new Pottermore quiz came out and had this house change and my world took over and I had an identity crisis for a while. And then I just feel like I'm a little bit of a mix of both. But I think Mm -hmm. that as a lawyer, sometimes I might be uh, evolving into a slithering in the future if I keep doing this. Uh, I took my Patronus uh, test too, and it's a double gray stallion, which is weird because I'm afraid of horses, but maybe that means something really deep or (laughs) that I need to (laughs) go through it. And my one is 14 and a half inches. I think that's the longest one there is. uh, So that's quite unusual. And it says that it's unyielding. So... Maybe I'm not that flexible. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting with wands. Yeah. And, well, some people have, like, their favorite book and movie being the same thing. But for me, my favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban. It's just so beautiful how Harry finally found a family and this uh, feeling that he was missing of having a grown-up that was linked to him in this other level and how he overcame his fears of the dementors. I just really liked uh, that about the book. But the movie that I most like is Philosopher's Stone because it's so Mm. attached to the books and it's so beautiful. And I just remember like the experience of wa- of watching the movies because it, I went with my dad and he looked at me so weirdly because I knew what the people were going to say. And it was the first time I was watching the movie. So he was so confused. <laughs> but it was <laughs> just so 
similar to the books that I already knew, like, they're going to say this, and I felt so good. So that's why I like, like, Prisoner of Azkaban, but Philosopher's Stone as a movie. It's such a classic. It is, like you said, it's so close to that original magic of the first book. So what was your very first experience with the Harry Potter series? Actually, it was uh, a row with a friend, my best friend, when we were kids. Uh, we played at the break time, at like at lunchtime here. Uh, but then suddenly she spent all the break reading this book and I got so annoyed because I wanted to go out and play like volleyball or the hula hoops and stuff like little kid stuff I wanted to run and she was like sitting down reading I said but this is so good I'm gonna lend you the book once I'm done and I was I don't want to read I just want to go out and play but she forced me to read this book and I was completely obsessed right away and my mom then got so worried about the book that she thought that I was reading something inappropriate for my age. She, she thought that I was reading oh, wow. some kind of adult stuff uh, because I wouldn't. I refused to go to bed. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't eat. It was a mess because I just wanted to read the book. So then mm-hmm. my mom, when I was done with the book, took the book from me and read it, and then she... What became obsessed with the book too, and then my father was worried about her. So it was like this chain of people getting obsessed with the book. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> did uh, did your parents become as big of fans as you were? My mom did. Uh, my dad just mm-hmm. the movies, but my dad doesn't really like reading, so it was no surprise in that he just prefers the movies. I gotcha. That, what a wonderful, I love the uh, the kind of chain of obsession that happens <laughs> when one person gets introduced. That's, that's so, that happens so often with the Harry Potter series. Well, having this love for the Harry Potter series, um, you mentioned in your submission that Harry Potter has been very supportive for you. And so I was wondering kind of in general, how has Harry Potter been able to support you in your life? It has become like a point of peace. Uh, I get uh, really obsessed with work. I f- sometimes I feel too much pressure. Uh, sometimes I get overwhelmed uh, and and I get uh, the burnout syndrome because of my work. I see so many issues, so many problems uh, every single day. I, uh, and within my own family, sometimes I feel that I can no, I can no longer like uh, keep control of things, and it's like an an escape to a safe place. It's like my quiet place. Every time my brain becomes uh, a place that I can no longer uh, resist being within myself, sometimes my brain uh, starts uh, give. Uh, like uh, going through a problem over and over again and it it won't shut up so I just turn to Mm. the book I grab any of the books and just sit down and it makes me go back to my center it's like getting myself out of that river because sometimes uh, the problems feel like a river that is taking you away to the ocean so reading uh, the books uh, takes me out of that river and 
helps me get control over again. Like, okay, let's get out of this river and sit down just for a moment. And it brings me back uh, that feeling of peace. I really love that metaphor, like getting swept away in a river and stepping away from it to, you know, get grounded. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that Harry Potter has been able to do that for you and kind of be that grounding force in your life. It's, it's really important to have that, especially if you're like experiencing burnout at work, you know, and in life in general, I'm really glad you have the Potter series as a resource. So I guess the, a lot of the story that you mentioned in your submission kind of centers around when you were pregnant with your eldest daughter. Uh, so I'm curious to know what, what was your mental health like before you were pregnant with her? At first, at that moment, I really thought that I was doing really well. I had a history of low self-esteem and like depressions, but at that point, I truly thought in that moment that I was totally okay. But looking back, it was evident that I was not okay. I was seeking for acceptance in the wrong circles for the wrong reasons with the wrong persons and before i became pregnant i was so desperate to feel love with this ideal of a perfect couple uh and like being part of a community like i wanted to belong to something to uh, to a group uh, because i saw that uh, that culture of belonging to a team or to a group or something. I am, I didn't feel that I had that. And I was so mm -hmm. desperate to fit in that I was doing so much damage to myself in that moment that I didn't realize it after I had many sessions of therapy that made me realize that, no, I was definitely not okay in that moment. Sometimes it's hard to know in that moment, you know, if you are okay or not. And I think, you know, like when you're looking back, it's a lot easier to know. But I think it's pretty common for a lot of us to not know when, you know, if things are bad. We're not always aware. Um, and that's tough. So when you became pregnant with your eldest daughter, you said that Harry Potter saved your life. Um, can you talk to us about what was going on at that time? Well, in that moment, as I tell you, I was trying to fit in, uh, in all the wrong ways that you could imagine. And that included uh, going out a lot with no commitment with anyone. So at the moment I became pregnant, it was with a person that was not a formal partner that he didn't want any commitments with me and he actually recommended me to have an abortion which is illegal in my country so there's no safe oh, wow. way to do it uh yeah he totally said like you should have an abortion because i'm not ready to be a father because i just got a new car and i'm paying these loans and his reasons was what really offended me because I honestly thought that was the most ridiculous thing to say. Like if you had created another story, maybe I had, I don't know. That was just so wrong to say to someone who was so distressed at that moment because I was not looking yeah. 
I, I was not seeking for the baby in that moment and tell me to do an illegal procedure with no safety guarantee to my health at any moment was almost like telling me to go and kill myself at some point because there's no nowhere to do it safely in my country and he just led me to do it and he and he was like a member of the church that i was going and he's and and i told him like and you call yourself like a church leader and you're telling me to do this and he was like oh god will forgive you because he understands and i'm like that's not how it works and i felt so offended and abandoned and had lost all confidence then uh, in that group that was being part of because like you're preaching something and you're telling me this to my face and that was like the breaking point to my stability i was alone mm. i had no job because my parents were fully paying for my college tuition and everything and in my country no one hires a pregnant woman due to labor laws and mm. then i had no job and no way to get a job in that if, if i already was pregnant and i didn't know what my parents were gonna think or do because they were deeply conservative and i was completely afraid of what i was gonna do and all that history of self-harming depression and everything just came all, all together and i started thinking like what if what if i just ended up all here because i have no future and i have nothing and i was extremely sick uh to the point that i couldn't hold any kind of food or water i was uh, and my parents were noticing that i could barely walk uh and i couldn't mm. hold any foods uh and i didn't have an insurance to get any treatment or my first checkup and i was getting so desperate and in a in just i'm um, living alone in another city it was also not a good point because i didn't have any close support uh, to give me uh, like some words of advice but in my house I was so afraid to talk because I didn't know what was going to happen. But every day I was weaker and weaker and I started getting so afraid. But I I didn't want to hurt myself. Uh, even though I was thinking about it, then I thought, but am I solving something with it? Uh, I'm just going to create more troubles if I do something uh, so drastic and in that moment i just looking to take my mind out of it for a second i just grabbed the philosopher's stones uh, and started reading and that first chapter like the boy who lived and went through it and just started reading the series all over again and i read it like in so desperately but with another vision trying to seek for words of wisdom and that's uh, where all those phrases that people are using uh, for instagram or twitter like uh, these inspirational quotes uh, really helped me out mm. 
and it it helped me uh, really and that's why actually my favorite sentence of the entire series is the final one like all was well because at the end like even though i thought the world was uh, coming over me and that i felt that i couldn't hold anymore at the end my parents understood me gave me the support i found real friends that uh, really gave me the support i needed and helped me take a decision that i really wanted for myself and uh, because at the end i did, i wanted to keep the baby but i didn't know how and they were so supportive of me and it's so hard sometimes to find that and i feel that i was lucky but i really think that the story of harry helped me a lot to keep control and get myself out of that river in that moment yeah i'm curious in that that moment where you were reading sorcerer's stone were you what do you think I guess, drew you at that moment? Had Harry Potter already been that source of comfort for you before that point? I read the series like once a year. I made it like a tradition uh, to read uh, the story, uh, the books all over again, uh, once or twice uh, a year. So, but uh, it was a, a sense of, comfort like going home it made made me feel like uh, being at home but at that moment i was seeking for something else uh, i was looking for comfort for safety and the books were something that i knew that i knew that at the end is a story that ends well that has a happy ending and i was so desperate looking for that for something that i knew that was gonna make me happy uh, even though uh, it has a sad moments, uh, it gives me uh, at the end this sense of happiness. And especially that first book, it's so beautiful and it's full of hope. Uh, Harry, a boy that was uh, so sad and looking for something and he found it and he was so happy. And that's what I was looking for. And that's why it, it made me feel so much better that there was light uh, beyond everything that I was going through. That's so well said. I think we're all kind of looking for a happy ending sometimes and that you had the, you know, the clarity of mind to go and look to the series in that moment. I'm just so glad that you did because that it's such a beautiful story for giving us that hope and inspiration, the feeling that all is going to be okay in the end. Unless you have anything to say about one of the other questions, I'm going to skip down to the, um, what does the all was well look like for you? Well, uh, it's like that victory phrase. Uh, mm -hmm. My dad has uh, this phrase that if it has, a solution don't worry if it doesn't have a solution then why do you worry because there's nothing else to do and the all was well became that for me like okay everything is gonna be okay but i use it looking back uh, it's like a part of the things that i was 
tough to do uh, is uh, not to feel guilty about things that already happened. And mm -hmm. that's why the phrase all was well, uh, it's like an exercise. Look back and all was well. No matter what happened in that moment, the decision you made is what took you to where you are in this moment. So no matter what you said, what you did, uh, if it was big or small, at the end, all was well. And it's a really good exercise that I keep practicing all the time because sometimes uh, we, we just ask so much of ourselves. Uh, there's this huge mm -hmm. demand of perfection. And I think that being a woman also is like an extra leverage because you have to you have to be a perfect wife, a perfect mom, but you have to be a professional and independent and empowered and and you have and they make you feel guilty if you feel down, if you cry, if you feel tired, if you just want to sit down and and let yourself like cry or just don't do something like you are entitled to feel bad sometimes and uh, i just make this exercise all the time of looking back and no matter if if in that moment i felt weak i just tell myself but all was well and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. and you are here and everything is okay right now and it helps a lot because sometimes uh, pressure is just too much especially with social media you see all this this uh, people uh, bloggers and everyone just showing you how perfect they take children in four inch heels and uh, sometimes it's, I'm, I'm just wearing like flip-flops <laughs> i'm trying to move <laughs> each day every day and I just look back and I say, but it's well, like my, they are, everyone's okay. You are okay. And just keep doing what you're doing and you are doing a good job. It's like a self-encouragement, <laughs> self-encouragement kind of thing. I, I love that. I love looking back already saying all was well, as in, you know, I, I just, I think that's a really beautiful way to you know, get yourself out of that river and find that peace. What a, what a wise thing. So we've gone through most of our questions. Um, do you have any other topics that we didn't cover that you'd like to go over? Uh, maybe the fact how I look at the books a little bit different now, uh, because it, at that, it, it, it's always a point of support. But now is a, a sense of peace, what I keep looking like uh, to keep being better. And when I became pregnant with my second child, I read the books with totally different reasons now. Uh, with a, a, to give, like to give them this new sense and not look at the story just thinking about that uh, time where I felt so bad. But uh, now looking at it in a different perspective of how I can also take the story to make myself to make myself feel happy and good, and preparing myself to new to a new period. 
like to a new stage in in my life i think is when the books uh, the last book uh, came out it was the same year that i was going to graduate high school and that i became off age so i felt that i became an adult at the same time like uh, as harry and that was mm. like a breaking point in my life so when i became pregnant that i took over the story again it that was another like huge moment in my life i read the story again when i was about to get married like to make uh, a symbolism of another stage of my life and i did it again entirely when i was about to give birth to my daughter and actually finished the last book the day before giving birth so uh, it was uh, I make it sort of like a ceremony of uh, of new stages uh, of of life. <laughs> wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that oh, I, I love that idea that you can bring yourself into this new way of being and read the Potter books as you know Harry goes through his transformation. You get to go through yours. That's I love that. Is there anything else you want to share about the Potter series? Well, I think that I can say that Harry is so special because you can take so much out of the story in so many ways. Uh, you can take a support, a, that feeling of home, of, of feeling welcome to a world full of hardships, but also full of happiness. And I have to say that after I became a part of this world, and even when I became part of BungleNet as, as a family, at the end, I did get that sense of community that I was looking for so much in my early years. That need of feeling part of something, of feeling part of a community, I got it thanks to Harry. Because now I know I'm part of this fandom of people that are so loving, caring, that are so smart, that it just feel so connected through something special. And I just love it about the, about the story because it has bring me uh, that sense of belonging that I was seeking. What a beautiful full circle there. That thing you were so craving, you ended up getting through the Harry Potter series. That's, uh, I think I hear that in a lot of stories about Harry Potter and it makes me very happy that we have this fandom community for everyone to join and be part of a big, happy Potter family. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so as we finish up here, Betty, do you have any final words of wisdom or advice or anything else that you want to share with us? I wanted to close up with something really cool, uh, maybe like some of Dumbledore's crazy words, but I don't remember any exactly. So <laughs> like like he closes his speech like a tweak and stuff like that, but <laughs> just seek for help and guidance and don't be afraid to talk with others when you are feeling down because if i hadn't shared it with someone else that i was feeling so bad i don't really think my life will be the same 
if I was alive yet. So being taking the step of seeking for guidance and help uh, is very important, especially if it is someone that is objective, someone that is a professional, especially because sometimes uh, people can try to offer you an advice, but it's not necessarily the most healthy thing that you need in that moment. So uh, taking the step of seeking for a professional to help you out, it shouldn't be a point of being ashamed. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's what an important reminder to talk to people and, you know, we don't need to feel ashamed if we need help. That's part of being human. (laughs) Betty, thank you so much for sharing your story and joining me on the show today. It's been such an honor to hear what you have to share. I'm happy to share it because it's like the first time that I'm able to do it without bursting out crying and it makes me feel like I've really gone far away like I've got I've grown up a lot in through life and I feel proud of myself having been able to say it so calmly actually (laughs) (laughs) I understand Thank you for listening to our interview with Betty. Betty, thank you for sharing your story and for being a part of the show. I hope all of you listening are happy, safe, and healthy, and that you'll join me next time for another conversation in the headmaster's office. Take care.